When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week we have Miggy joining another club, the Phillies melting down against the Mets, and the worst Copa hats next. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as you would expect, I am here with our guy, Brig. Welcome, Brig. How are you today? So good, Brad. How are you, man? I'm good. You, I, I bet you're so good. You look like you're back home. Back yeah. cozy at your house. Yep. After, cozy. what was it, like a month on the road? Yeah. Four whole weeks. Four whole weeks. I can't, Four so whole weeks. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was a big deal, and I I think I counted nine baseball games. Nice. Either nine or ten, and I don't know if I counted Wilson's Little League game. Yeah, yeah, you did make an appearance, and he really appreciated that. He liked that. that, Actually, anyway, (laughs) that that makes two games in one day for both of us. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, we have some things to get into today. We're going to start with our news section, our current events, and then we're going to talk about uh, Copa hats because we talked about our favorite Copa hats last week. So we decided, you know, maybe I think there needs to be a balance in all things, right? So we're going to talk about some of the worst ones this week. But let's start with this. First, we have Miguel Cabrera has joined Brig, yet another club. And this is not his retirement country club. (laughs) Instead, it's not. (laughs) He hit. A double on Saturday in the second inning, and it it got him into the 600 doubles club, which is yeah. an outstanding club to be in. Some of my favorite. That's got to be one of my favorite clubs, to be honest with you. I love doubles. Big fan of doubles. Big fan. Um, yeah. But he is only the third player to have 3,000 plus hits, 500 plus home runs, and 600 plus doubles. Can you guess the other two who are part of that group? Group Forest Brig. Hmm. Hammer and Hank Aaron. Hammer and Hank. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh. Hank Aaron. And, uh, dang. I don't want to say A-Rod. But I don't no, think he, it it's is. an active player. It's an active oh, player. Oh, it's an active Barely player? Barely active, but active nonetheless. <laughs> Barely? <laughs> is it King Albert? Months. Albert Winnie the Pujols. Yes! Yes, that he is He said correct. barely active, so. That's... Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to be active here coming in a few months, but yes. Yeah, three yeah, guys yeah. in the history of baseball have done that. That's unreal. That's huge. That's so cool. Yep, I love it. And one of the best personalities in baseball, too. I'm so happy anytime Miggy hits a milestone. I'm going to miss him in baseball. There are certain guys like him, Adrian Beltre. I miss Adrian Beltre already. Yeah, uh, Felix Hernandez is somebody who needs to be in baseball, if nothing else. If no other reason right now than just the fact that he's – a good personality right yeah but yeah. anyway that's how i feel about the todd father and we'll get to him in a minute we will get to him in a minute um but first let's talk about the phillies and the mets Ooh. now this was absolutely unreal so the phillies absolutely just 
fell apart and melted down against the Mets last week. Um, this is on Thursday. And Brig, I have to tell you, I have to talk about this every week because I have my little parlays that I do. Yeah. I had the I had the Phillies money line in that game. They were down uh down seven to one going into the ninth inning. I was like, well, one of them's not gonna hit. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. And then Brig, they go and they score seven runs in the top of the ninth inning to win the game. Going into that game, the Mets as a franchise were 0 and 330 going into the ninth inning down six or more runs. They came yep. back and they won it. And in the top of the ninth. It's crazy. In the top of the ninth. And I was like, I was pumped. I could not believe it. I was so excited. I was like, yes, the parlay lives for another five minutes until the Blue Jays blew it because they stink right now, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're playing with four hours. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So take that. <laughs> but my question for you, Brig, about this whole thing is yep. does this comeback slash meltdown, does it say more about the Phillies as a team? Or about the Mets as a team? The Mets. More about the Mets. More about the Mets. Yes, because they are not going to met the bed this year, dude. I'm You're telling right. you. You're right. I'm I'm just telling you. I don't know if it's Buck Showalter or if it's the staff they have or it's the pitching changes. I don't know. But it's, it says more about the Mets. The Mets are hungry. They're in it to win it. They're the their first team to 20 wins in, in all of baseball. Yep, first first team to win get twenty wins this season. That's that is a feat in and of itself. Um, yeah. the, other, well, the other thing too that's funny, as far as the Phillies go, is that I told Mel that the Mets were down seven to one. I told Mel going in like seventh inning, I was like, "But we'll see what happens when we get deep into the bullpen because you never know what the Phillies." <laughs> it's true, and I feel like that's something that it says about the Phillies too is they need some work on that bullpen for sure because they were a huge problem last last year continue yeah. to be a huge problem this year need to fix it. yeah and so the question is do we do we tear down is it time for philadelphia to start rebuilding mid midway through this year maybe the end of the season because so, i mean it's early right now to, to make it's very early right. it's very early they're 12 and 16 um gene segura just hit a home run off of chris flexen so they're up one to zero right now um but but so this is this is the thing that i said Harper signed with the Phillies in 2019, the offseason going into the 2019 season. Yep. Um, I told my buddy, I said, I give this team three to five years to win a World Series. If it doesn't happen, they trade him. Because mm-hmm. you can't have that albatross on your pay, on your payroll and no. not win games. No. But that's 100%. the expectation with the Phillies now. So yeah. I think give them one more year. I think next year at the absolute latest, if if they don't win, then they tear it down. This year, I think, honestly, if they miss the playoffs, we could see some massive changes coming. Totally. Okay, so would one of those changes be Joe Girardi? Does he stay or does he go? He's probably going to go. I think so. I think um, he has to go. If they, if they really tear it down, I think they start there. Yeah, I think so too. And that was one of the things. So Jason and Tori with the Philly Baseball Together podcast, that's one of the things they talked about is that they don't like the way that Joe Tori, um, kind of his Joe tone. Joe Girardi. Yeah, Joe, Joe Girardi. <laughs> <laughs> In 1999, bro. Hey, stop it. You stop it. <laughs> but anyway, they don't like Joe Girardi's tone after games like this because they can go, they can blow this massive lead or they can get blown out. Or they can win a game, and he still has the flat. Like, well, there are some encouraging things that we saw out there. Sure, you know. Yeah, he, but how that... much of that is his uh, 
press conference persona uh, and how much of that translates to the closed door of the clubhouse? I don't know. He's pretty even keeled, generally speaking, right? Totally. I, I know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it might be just coach speak, right? Mm-hmm. That he doesn't want to create bulletin board material. He doesn't want to do anything like that because he doesn't want to have a Yankee situation last year where the Yes Network was calling out the players. Yeah. Right. Because he's yep. been there. He's lived that for sure. So maybe that's why he's so even killed that way. But, but Jason sense. was like, we need somebody who's going to, who's going to hold these players accountable and call them out. It's like, well, yeah. okay. Like, I get it. It's Philly. But at the same time, like, maybe it is happening behind closed doors. I don't think he's a throw the table kind of guy. You right. know, he's not going to come in and dump everything. But but I don't think he's going to let him off the hook either. I see him being more like a thin-lipped, angry, disappointed dad at the end of the dinner table kind of a guy. Mm, yeah. Where he's like glowers at you, thin-lipped and he's like, "You know what you did. I don't even have to say it." <laughs> I think that's what mad. I get he's from just Joe. just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. That's what I get. I don't know. Could be. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but go check out Jason and Tori's Philly Baseball Together podcast to listen to the rest of. They recorded a special episode right after that, the day after that happened, and it was it, it's a good listen. There's a lot of interesting stuff coming from Phillies fans. Um, but you said there are, the Mets are the first team to 20 wins. The Yankees got to 20 wins today. Show they enough. squeaked one out against the Rangers. Did you get a chance to follow that game, Brig? Did you watch it? Anything? A little bit, not not as much as I wanted to, but I know that Dirty Nestor got a had a no no bid go through like into the eighth, I should say, seven and a third. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that I was, was watching pretty cool. It. He, he threw hundred three pitches, which I think is kind of unheard of right now. Well, for him too, exactly. I wouldn't have expected him to go hundred pitches. Nope, especially in April or May. I guess it's May now, but yeah, yeah but still. Barely a month into the season, yeah, I I didn't expect him to even go out there for the eighth inning, but they mm. gave him they gave him one hit, and he saw it, and he he kind of winced. Yeah, he like, knew oh. it, but... and it was just a single. It was not a huge deal. It wasn't a barn burner problem. Right, nobody scored. And I know, think the next but... pitch, I think the the reliever came in and and got got the next guy to bounce into a double play. So it didn't even was inconsequential. Didn't but, even earn a run. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. But no, the Yankees, they they pulled that one out. Um, let's talk, speaking of pulling out a win with the Yankees, let's talk about this next. Okay. Um, so over the weekend, you're, uh, the Yankees-Rangers had a weekend series like I just talked about. Um, yeah. The Yankees walked off on Sunday. Yeah. On Glaber Sunday, Torres. game one of a doubleheader. Game one. Yeah. Yeah. Glaber Torres hit a home run to right field. And Rangers manager Chris Woodward says that Yankee Stadium is a little league park, and that would have been an easy out in 99% of parks. Well, first, Brig, as a Yankees fan, like, what do you, <laughs> I'm curious what you think about that. Uh, first, first and foremost, I'll say the same thing. It's, it, it's been the same dimensions for a long time. So stop complaining about it. Like, it's not going to change. It's never been different. Everybody always comes with this wiffle ball and Little League Park crap about the short porch and right. Is it short? Yes, it is. Should you complain about it? No, because you profit from exactly the same circumstances as everybody else who plays at Yankee Stadium, just because exactly. you're not in pinstripes. So I think it was Michael Kay on the, on the broadcast today. He's like, it's not, it's not like that wall has wheels on it. You're not no. going to send it out for the away team, bring it in. For, no, everybody gets no. to benefit from the, for, from the short porch. And this is one of my things. 
everybody talks about the short porch at Yankee Stadium. Nobody talks about 309 or 306 or whatever it is down the line at Fenway. Exactly. That's a routine fly ball in yeah. most places. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> like, who cares? Well, and here's the thing. is it, Because that's exactly what happened, if I'm not mistaken, is that in game two, they did come back in short porch one. The Rangers did. Oh, I'm sure they so did. Everybody it's does. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So the Chris Woodward came back and he was like, nah, I was just kidding. Yeah, because they benefited. Beautiful from park. It. And because people like, were upset with what he said. Yeah. It's, it's a, a cathedral. Park. It's a cathedral. It, yeah. Which it is. But, a cathedral of baseball. But my it God. It is, definitely. Just come on, dude. One of the things that I think is funny, though, is Aaron Boone took exception to the comment. He goes, well, his math is wrong. 99% yeah. is impossible. There's only 30, there are only 30 parks. And uh, and I did the math on it. The best you can do is ninety six point seven percent. So yeah. if he really wants to get him next time, he can say, "Well, in ninety six point seven percent of parks, that's yeah. that's an easy out." <laughs> but I this was that was that was petty all the way. It around. was petty. This was this is another good one though. So I have an overlay for you, Brig. I pulled this off of uh, Baseball Savant today. Because I, okay. I was really curious. So this is that home run, that Glaber Torres home run at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Okay, you can see it right here. There's the dot on it. And uh, clearly gone. Well, the Rangers play at Globe Life Park. And you oh, know what, wow. Greg? <laughs> it's a home run there as well. So... Oh, you sure is. <laughs> it sure is, Chris. It's not as far out. But nonetheless, it is in home run territory. So... Come on now. Oh my god. Maybe is so is Globe Life Park also a little league stadium? Yeah, that's what I want to know now. I don't know. That's but... good. That's real good. <laughs> I thought it was funny though. I thought that <laughs> I thought that was really good because I was really curious about where that ball would have landed in Texas. I just don't think 369 foot home run should be questioned very often. No. No, it was a home. It would have been a home run in twenty six thirty parks in that location. Yeah, so, so that's uh, amazing. Just shut up and hold your pictures accountable, maybe. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about teams that we're not sure if they're good or bad, because there have <laughs> been some teams that have been on some incredible tears lately. The Angels have been one of them. Six and yeah. four in their last ten. Their record is currently nineteen and eleven. Uh, they're playing right now. Uh, they are playing. Uh, they're playing against the Rays. They're scoreless in the second. But hmm. I don't, are the Angels for real, Brig? What do you think? I think the Angels have more moxie this year than they've had in the last couple of years. I think that is widely attributed to Shohei Otani, and he, he's clearly having fun, and that is infectious. And I think everybody's starting to catch on. So he everybody's benefiting from that tertiary uh, or or kind of like that runoff that he's bringing his mojo. And I think uh, Mike Trout's one of them, and I'll tell you why. I think all of the pressure has been on Mike Trout for so long that now that yeah. Otani is there, he hasn't had any of the pressure to perform, be the guy, the all-star, the everything, everybody, carry the franchise guy. And now that Otani is there and is having fun, I think Mike Trout, this is part of why we're seeing Mike Trout come back. I honestly I think do. you're right. So, a lot of pressure it, taken off his back, 100%. It, yeah, so is the team for real? I don't know uh, that I could answer that cleanly, but, I mean, the, those two guys are for real. No doubt. They, they are. They are for real. Absolutely. Trout's having an outstanding start to the season. Otani is doing Otani things. Like, 
both of those guys have been awesome. The The difference is the pitching is that they actually finally have pitching. Yeah. But there are a lot of teams that can do well and pitch and go on winning streaks in April and May, but then fall yeah. off in June. Uh, right. Hello, Mariners fan, right <laughs> yeah. here. Right. I've seen it happen firsthand so many times. And, I mean, the next team we're going to talk about, the Diamondbacks did it last year. For sure. The Diamondbacks had an outstanding April, and then they wet the bed in may and every other month going forward you know yeah, yeah so right. now the diamondbacks are 15 and 14 they're seven and three in their last 10 we watched them take two out of three from the dodgers yep Is i don't that think sustainable? they're for real you no. don't think they're for real no one thing i will say I, about this team they might break 500 but they might, they might finish with 81 wins, 82 wins. Yeah, but the, the big thing I see with the Diamondbacks is that they don't know how to quit. They don't quit. True. That's true. They're scratching and clawing. Like they, they wanted to walk off opening day. And then on Sunday they were down 10 to one going into the ninth inning and they made it. This is opening uh, Sunday of opening day weekend of opening weekend. Uh, they, they clawed back and made it a game. Yeah. You know, and I was, I was in one of the tunnels waiting for Wilson to run the bases as they're coming back. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to miss this historic <laughs> comeback. Yeah. I'm standing here waiting for you to run the bases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess the, the fair question is, are they for real compared to what we thought they would be? Yeah. I think they, they are. Um, they're are definitely they for better real? than we thought. Yeah. Are they for real contenders? Like, I don't think so. But they're no, better than we the, thought, and they're disrupting things, and that's pretty fun. They're definitely going to be disruptors. They're definitely going to be spoilers going into like late in the season, I think, because yeah. they have the talent, and like I said, they don't quit, which is yeah. going to be a problem for teams like the Dodgers, who kind of quit on themselves tonight against the Pirates. Weird. Like, come on, yeah. come on. There's no re- there was no reason for the for the Dodgers to not come back and make that again. They ended up losing five to one. It's it's very so upsetting. stupid. <laughs> But I'm on LA, LA now, <laughs> but um, but so we've got those two teams that have been surprises. What's up with these guys? The Red Sox are 10 and 19. It's perfect. <laughs> are you ready for the last? Are you ready for the last 10, Brig? Excellent, yes, <laughs> two and eight, two uh, and eight in their last 10. I games. mean, I'm just saying, I feel pretty good about this. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it is astonishing though. Like I'm not gonna lie, this Trevor Story thing is not quite working out the way I thought it would. No, it's not. And I actually saw somebody today. I think it was on Twitter and another group chat or something. I don't remember. Somebody said, "Well, that was a big concern going into free agency. That a lot of teams had a lot of pause with him because his road splits were not good. Right? That he was very, very good in cores, but not so good anywhere else. So yeah. I don't know if it's gonna take him some time to get used to hitting a Fenway or what, but. I don't know. The ball still comes from 60 feet, six inches. So every single time, dude, every single time. Yeah. And they also, oh, I think they also said there were guys last year who overachieved, like uh, overachieved, like uh Dahlbach, Bobby Dahlbach yeah, yeah, right. yeah. said overachieved. And I think he overachieved last year too, but I thought yeah, maybe he was just better than I thought, but no, no, I keep telling you, I keep telling everybody, Bobby Dahlbach's a problem. He's turning out to be. Big time. I think that the Red Sox made a huge blunder not getting rid of Dahlbeck and signing Rizzo when they had the chance. They definitely should have. And I think that was most teams, is that most yeah. teams 
I mean, I, I think I think Rizzo would have been an upgrade over 25 first baseman in the league. Yep. And now he's having fun in New York, which he didn't have last year. Yes, and he's killing he is. it. Yeah. I don't know what changed. Maybe it's Isaiah Kiner Falefa. I don't know what's going on, but something has shifted. Did I not tell you he was a solid pickup? You did, and I was worried, but you were right <laughs> on the money because that I was dude surprised. is crappy. I am still surprised the Rangers got rid of him. Because he's I, he's a problem from time to time, but I feel like he's he's one of those clubhouse guys too. Totally. And then you so. move Stanton to right. Judge gets to put, move to center field every once in a while when Hicks can't figure out how to play baseball, and everything's fine. Yep. And I think it's anyway. It's cool. It's it's cool to see anyway. Mm-hmm. Something's going on in New York. Something is Telling going on you. in New York, and I wish it was All going sides. on in Seattle. Because um, right now do. the Mariners are thirteen and sixteen. They did yeah. salvage a series against the uh, against the Rays. Didn't get swept. Um, yeah. I have this. I have this Mariners tie I wear on Sunday, <laughs> and I think it's lucky because so far, knock on wood, undefeated when I wear the tie. Break. Oh, oh, yeah. So you, you could I'm, wear it every day. You know, I was that. gonna say I so, might start wearing it just the t shirt yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be a new thing. I don't know. Yeah, but currently the Mariners <laughs> won with nobody out in the bottom of the second. Uh, Dylan Moore is up. Here's an interesting thing about Dylan Moore. I think he's playing for his spot this week. Yeah, you think because so? Kyle Lewis is tearing things up in AAA. He's getting ready to come back up off a rehab assignment. Oh, and, okay. Uh, somebody's got to go when he comes up because he's a proven talent, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. So mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to Dylan Moore very closely over the next few days to see how it goes for him. But I think the biggest problem for the Mariners right now is starting pitching has not been good. Robbie yeah. Ray has not been Cy Young Robbie Ray. Chris mm-hmm. Flexen has not been 2021 Chris Flexen. And Marco Gonzalez, Jewel and I talked about this this month on the Seattle Baseball Taylor podcast. Yeah, Marco Gonzalez seems like he's lost his edge. Right. He doesn't look like he likes to play baseball anymore. Like It's weird. It's a weird. That's weird. That's super weird. Have you seen guys? Have you noticed, Brig, that there's some guys when they go out to pitch, they don't look like they want to be there? Yeah, for sure. Like he and Diego Castillo, both of them look like they're just miserable while they're pitching. Like, I don't care. You don't have to be smiling. You don't have to be having, like, you don't have to be messing around and stuff with everybody else on the field. Yeah. Look like you want to be there, right? Right. Look like you're engaged in what you're doing. Garrett Cole never looks happy when he's on the when he's on the mound, but he looks like he's engaged in what he's doing. Marco Gonzalez no longer looks like he's engaged in what he's doing. You know, both times I pitched in Little League, I felt the same way <laughs> that you weren't engaged so in what like you were I doing. Relate. <laughs> you weren't engaged in what you were doing. Well, I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> so that's, I feel that's like these thing. guys. We should. Cut them some slack. But the Brig, they're professionals though. You were not a professional by any no, stretch not, of the imagination, not especially even, as a pitcher I, in Little League. For sure. <laughs> I'm just trying to bake in some empathy. Gosh. I don't want any empathy. <laughs> oh man. anyway. Speaking of fear though, this I thought this was okay. a good story. We're gonna skip down here just a little bit. Um, so the pirates second baseman, Josh Van Meter. Yeah, had to play catcher this weekend for the first time since he was oh, in high school. My God! So 
on Saturday, you had backup catcher Andrew Knapp got ejected yeah. in the bottom of the sixth inning after yelling at the umpire from the dugout. From the somebody, dugout. <laughs> because somebody else got called on it. Or they, they're on they're on defense. Yeah. They didn't call a check swing. He was yelling at the umpire. He gets run. He's the backup. Who cares? Until until <laughs> Brig. <laughs> I believe it was the seventh inning. Oh, or man. the yeah. Anyway, uh, starting catcher. Laugh. Shouldn't. Roberto Perez left the game with a hamstring injury after he rounded second base, and Brig he Painfully. literally he rounded second and like crawled back. To the he back. crawled back. That? He was dragging himself on the ground. It was it looked bad. Yeah, I thought it was something else. I had to look up for sure to see that it was a hamstring. I thought maybe it was an ACL, but uh, so they they brought Van Meter in, who is on the roster as specifically as the emergency catcher. And yep. uh, they brought him in. He caught the eighth inning. And the, the the article I read said, what was going through his mind? And in quotes, it said, pure panic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Oh, my god! But he also well, they gave up seven runs in that. They one. did. <laughs> it was tied going into the going into the eighth. Gave up seven runs, lost nine to two. But one thing he specifically said, he said the pitchers were really nice to me. They didn't put too many balls in the dirt, and I think that's why they scored seven because they're like they're not going to throw anything low to this. Yeah, dude. it's yeah. all going to be knee high and up. So For sure. <laughs> swing away, fellas. Swing right. away. <laughs> but I can totally relate to that because when I was a sophomore. Um, I was playing JV and we were scrimmaging the varsity. The shortstop uh, for the varsity that year actually got drafted by the Rockies. So he was really, really good. They brought out the radar gun to practice one day. And I think he topped out at like 93 or 94. Wow. So he has never pitched before, at least not for our high school. And our coach had talked about bringing him in as a closer or short relief because he has a cannon. And nobody's going to hit 93, 94. And so he's never pitched. And as I think he had this. Anyway, I don't remember how we had we had it working. Like the varsity pitchers were playing with the JV so they could pitch to the varsity players. And JV was pitching with the varsity so they could pitch to the JV players. Sure, but I was okay. playing JV. And obviously he's a varsity pitcher. And so the coach says, Cornrow, get your gear on. And everybody looks and like you get they call you cornrow. Everybody looks at me like I was like, me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. get your gear on as I'm getting as I put my shin guards on. The varsity catchers are over there patting me on the back. Well, cornrow is nice having you on the team. Yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll say nice things about you. <laughs> it was <laughs> scary, It was so scary. <laughs> and it was one of those things where it was like just catch it in the pocket, but don't miss. Because right. if you miss, it's gonna be humiliating. And break. I didn't miss a single pitch, but it was nice. so stressful. Talk about yeah. pure panic, absolute <laughs> panic, <laughs> one thousand <000%. laughs> percent. That's amazing. <laughs> so I can't imagine not having caught since high school and then going in and catching a big league pitcher. That would just be in absolutely insane. That would be. But anyway, that's enough of <laughs> Josh Van Meter. Um, let's talk about Robbie Cano one more time. Because this Let's might be the last time Bobby. we ever talk about him. Rick. Exactly. So he was officially released by the Mets. He cleared waivers, as you would expect. Nobody picked him up uh, after he was designated for assignment. But the the Mets didn't want to send him down to AAA. So nope. they just released him, paying him all See, of his money. Uh, Seattle is going to take care of some of that because that was part of the deal. Um, so he's going to be a free agent. He can, yep. he can get picked up for the rest of this year on a prorated $700,000 
veteran minimum salary. Yep. And then next year, he would also have a $710,000 salary. Right. Is there anybody, anybody in this league who picks up Canobrig? Uh, you threw me a curveball. Um, because I was good, I was thinking something totally different. <laughs> I think so. Let me get that out of my brain really yeah, quick. Yeah, I ahead. think he joins Yasiel Puig. Okay. Um, he'll be in Korea. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. And so, then is, but for the remainder of the, because that won't happen until next season. So the remainder of this season. I don't know who needs a second baseman. It could happen this season. It could. I'm just trying to figure out where. No, he no, I'm still thinking he, he could end up in the KBO this season. Yeah, I mean, he, I just don't think that will happen. I think they've already, they probably already got things pretty well established. But, but what if? Because remember, in 2020, Taylor Motter got cut, and then yeah. um, who was it? Some from a former Cubs player, drawn a blank on him. Uh, ended up joining, I think it was the Kiwum Heroes partway through the season. That's who, that's who Yasiel Puig plays for right now, Kiwum. Yeah, yeah. So he could. Yeah, there you're could right. Be, there could be a Korean team that's like, Kano's a better option than this dude. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's true. You so, might be Because right. that's what I see happening. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that, and I can see him joining Yasiel Puig on the peninsula. Yeah, um, what about Japan? Nah, maybe. I don't know. I, I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I but know. I think Korea makes more sense. Probably. You're probably right. That's I probably where think, he ends up. I don't see any big yeah. league teams picking him up. I don't I mean he's not worth not worth the headache. The headache is the problem. The money's not the problem. It's the headache and it's the it's the clubhouse dynamic. That, I don't because he's not a good know. clubhouse guy. Not at all. He's not. No. And he's gonna he's gonna poison your, your youngins, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're I right though. I think Korea is the way to go with him. Cincy, maybe. I mean, who plays second base in Cincinnati right now? Nobody um, knows. It's not Jonathan India because he's playing shortstop. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see. Hmm. It is Jonathan India. It is. Yeah. Kyle okay. Farmer is shortstop. India is the second baseman. They're not replacing him. He's a he's a shortstop of the future. Yeah, no. And their DH. I mean, I could see Votto DHing, and but regardless, um, yeah. I don't, I don't see, I don't see Cano being able to come in and and be a DH for anybody because he's no. batting like a buck fifty before. Yeah, it's, no, it's not a DH. I say Korea. I think he ends up in Korea if he plays. I anymore. think you're right. I think that's yeah. I think that's the best option, and that's the end of the line for him. I really do. Well, let me talk about somebody we do want to keep around. Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Baseball Club. He said he would rather take $150,000 to stay in Cleveland than $200 million anywhere else. Did I say $150,000? I meant $150 million. He would rather take $150 million, <laughs> stay in Cleveland, then play anywhere else for for more money, basically. Um, what do you think of that, Brad? Like, is that a, is that realistic? Or I think it he is. Said my family's been set up for life. Like, we're good. We don't need. Yeah, any yeah. He money. said my life's not going to be any different if I make two hundred million dollars or if I make one hundred fifty million. And yeah, that is the most honest any baseball player or any athlete has been in my lifetime. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's absolutely right. Right? Yeah. So, oh, I think he's absolutely right. I just, I, I, I don't, I was shocked to hear it. It was so clear. It and is so... shocking to hear it. Um, Just like I said, because it's never been said. But also, like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's refreshing. Right? There's something to be said for loyalty. He's comfortable in Cleveland. Yes. He's comfortable. They in love Cleveland. him. Yes. And apparently he loves them. So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we start to see it a little bit more after this has happened. That It's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, it's been done before and I really like where I'm at. So, I'll take a hometown discount. You know? Totally. Yeah. Guys do it. Guys actually do it in the NFL from time to time. Take the hometown discount. Not that much because there's not That's that a lot. It was big. Around. Yeah. But but they'll take a little bit of a discount. And I'm curious if we're going to start seeing that a little bit more. It probably won't be any Scott Boris clients because he won't no. let them. No, I think you're right. But it, it was encouraging because I want these long-term deals. I, I want the franchise guy. I want the guy to stick around, be the hometown hero type um, for a generation. You know, if you're going to play yeah. 15 years in the big leagues, I'd like you to stay with the same team if at all possible. So, um, so I love this. And, I, you know, a little free free advice for everyone listening. I used to work in employment and I would always advise my job seekers, look, co- company culture is the first thing you you have to evaluate, right? And then it's, who, do you like who you get to be when you're on the job? Then And then it's, do you like who you get to be when you're at home because of the job you got to do all day at the office? And then number four consideration is pay. And I just was kind of nice to see this come down from a guy who's making this much money, who's making decisions in a similar way. I, was, I just thought yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. It really is. Um, one of the last things, just real quick here, Brig. Um, did you see the Mother's Day hats this weekend? Yeah. Dude, they're awesome. They're so, so I have a couple awesome. here. I have the Yankees hat right here. Look at yeah. that. Slick. I love it. Yeah, it's so, so much. Uh, the gray with the pink is outstanding. I'm. I don't usually like what the Mariners do with their alternates, but this is so great. good. It's it so good, really good. I like that. But, there's less white. Yes. Yeah, I, I like that, that the pink pops gray with the pink. But I think my favorite part is the undervisor. Mm-hmm. Come bang! It's killer. That pink is awesome. That it's like splatter. a pink cloudy uh, splatter design yeah. with like various shades of, and hues of pink it's really yeah, nice i love it it's amazing if it wasn't 45 dollars, i'd go out and buy one today I but know. that's a little steep for me these days it is <laughs> for a hat because that's a lot but last thing here let's actually sorry we have two things let's just do this real quick todd frazier brig briefly mentioned him earlier has helped the build todd special father. needs yes the todd father has helped build a special needs field of dreams in tom's river new jersey uh he partnered with a family who has a son who uh significant who suffered significant brain damage in a car accident and, be, and went his dad's basically saying he went from a normal high functioning kid to somebody who he can no longer communicate he has to use a tablet to communicate um yeah. which is something that at our house is a big deal because my daughter's not there yet, but she's headed that direction with, with sure. autism. Um, but they built a field of dreams for kids with special needs where kids with special needs can go play baseball. And for me, that's truly an awesome thing because like I said, I have a daughter with autism who just loves to be involved. Um, Wilson yeah. will hit any ball. We'll let him around the house. Usually it's a balloon these days cause he's too strong, <laughs> but yeah. she'll want to get his bat and hit the balloon with him. She thinks it's fun. Yeah. So, 
I think it's great with the, the kids, especially needs to have a place to go where they can be involved because you don't, you don't really get, they don't really get the chance to, you know? So yeah. it's, it's a safe place for them to, to be able to play baseball. And I think it's outstanding. I love it. I do too. I was really encouraged by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing on our lineup, major league baseball and the city of London have a new long-term relationship. They will play regular season games in London in 2023, 24 and 26. I don't know why 2025 is not on there. Um, maybe they know something. In the article. Yeah. Maybe they what? Maybe they know something we don't. Yeah. It's not an Olympic year, is it? Like, I don't think that's it. No. But no, I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's World Cup. I don't know. Something, something. World Baseball Classic, on. something. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Anyway, 23, 24, and 26 games will be played in London, regular season games. And the last time, the Red Sox and Yankees played there. It was like 50 runs scored or some bananas. <laughs> some kind so. of offensive showcase was <laughs> is what they got. Not actual baseball. It was pretend offensive it, baseball. But. It was pretend baseball, but it was a lot of fun. I guess the uh, fan base in, in the London area and in England widely has been more agreeable, more amenable to the baseball situation, and I think that's really neat. Um and so they said they're going to plan home run derbies and different things like that to generate interest as they draw near. So that's awesome. Pretty cool. Super cool. Yeah. Very cool. I love it so much. Uh, before we go, we want to remind everybody about the easiest way for you to support the podcast, and that's to join our Patreon as rooters. We've got a new rooter this week. We want to welcome Zip to the party welcome you can watch the you can watch the bullpen cut or listen to the bullpen cut every single week on patreon and if you would like to get in and listen to the paid listen to the uh the bullpen cut of the podcast which is completely uncut unedited uh everything from the moment we hit record until the very very end uh then you too can by joining our rooters we have three different tiers five ten and fifteen dollars a month you get uh you get a hat or shirt or whatever based on your tier um with that, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to give you our fantasy baseball update and then talk about our worst Copa hats. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me root. Root, root for the home day. Don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball strips at 9plusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We are excited (laughs) to jump in and give you our fantasy updates for the week. Brad is really good at reading this off, and if I pull up my phone, there will be static on the line. So we're not going to do that. So, Brad, (laughs) why don't you give us an update on this week's fantasy games and matchups and all of the terrible that's happening? (laughs) It was terrible, Brig. I'm going to be honest with you. So this last week... um, my Manitoba Man Clowns went up against Denise's Grace Under Fire. She ended up winning that one 365 to 327. Matt Olson tore things up for me with 81 points. Uh, Travis Darno had a pretty good week at 55, but man, she had um, 
She had Rowdy Talese, everybody's new favorite brewer, uh, had 78 points. And then, like, she just real. Cons- she just went, con- she was consistent all the way down. I was not. The, my bottom three were Sean Maniah with eight, Robbie Ray with five, and Nelson Cruz with four. Her lowest score was uh, was Freddie Peralta with nine. So that's not going to do it for me, right? No. So Denise yeah. won that one. And then we have mm-hmm. Springfield Nuclear against Big League Chupacabras. Uh, that's uh, that's Tori is Big League, is, uh, sorry, Jewel is Big League Chupacabras. Tori is springfield nuclear and jewel won that one 445 to 439 these two were the highest scores this week tory literally would have beat everybody else in the league had he not gone yeah. up against jewel yeah um, his high score was paul goldschmidt with a whopping 100 points got the c Whoa. note cj crone for jewel had had 90 but then jared walsh had 89 dang that's gonna do it for you right there folks yeah yeah and then we've got John with the Harrisburg Charlies and Brig, Brigger Mortis. You were close, Brig, 336 to 321. Didn't quite come out on top there. It was Your high score was Yasmani Grandal with 61, though. Then he had Vlad Guerrero Jr., the third with 76. I almost traded Grandal or put him on the bench. I almost benched yeah. him this week. Yeah. You have another catcher you could put in his place? Gary. <laughs> ah, the Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so a down week for both of you. It's just too bad you didn't get somebody else on down a down week, or else you might have pulled it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not another fantasy team, uh, which is Jason went up against Zip, which is the Springfield Isotopes. Uh, Jason won that one three forty seven to three thirty eight. Um, he uh, Jason's Pete Alonzo had seventy, and then um, he also had Ryan Mountcastle who scored sixty eight. Zip had Josh Bell with 88, and then Jose Altuve with 63 after that, and then it just kind of went down from there. Hmm. Um, so, but I will say this Jason had Nestor Cortez in a down week, negative one. Oh, and, and Zip had Logan Webb for his lowest low score with six. So, Jason was really top heavy, ended up pulling that one out by just yeah. nine points. So, that is our week four fantasy baseball update if you'd like any pointers on fantasy baseball feel free to jump in the mailbag down in the description or on baseballtogether.com. now let's get into our worst Ooh. copa hats are you ready for this break you know what i'm so excited actually because we spent so much time and so much emphasis focusing on the the copa hats we loved mm-hmm. um and it was a certain amount of difficulty in that and i wondered how this would play out. And this was way harder <laughs> for it me. It was. It turns out that when you look for bad, it's easy to find. And maybe that's <laughs> a life lesson <laughs> that we should all just embrace is that when you hunt the good stuff, you find the good stuff. And when you're looking for bad stuff, it's there too. <laughs> well, the thing that I thought was funny about doing this is that like, I would look at something and be like, yeah, I don't like that. But that was on my list two years ago. Either my tastes have right. changed or I'm literally just looking for the bad, right? Looking for something think, not to like. I think that's what it is, is you're just looking for something not to like. Because I had the very I had a very similar experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Brad, Brad, what wh- why don't you go ahead and show me your I mean, are, did you put them in any particular order? There's no particular order in uh on our deck here. Not at all. Okay. Um, but I do my, have my I don't list. either. Okay. Very good. Um, I have my names though, so that I can make sure that I keep track of them. So I'm going to start with. Um, do you mind if I go 
go first? No, I want you to go first. Go first. Okay. All right. Just making sure. So I'm going to go first with the Stockton Ports, also known as the uh, Caballos de Stockton. They're the low A affiliate of the A's. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the color. The purple and the lime green looks good. I'm not really one for purple, but I think it looks good there. I like it. However, Brig, the problem that I have is that logo. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on there. Uh, it's like literally an iron horse. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know what. I mean, Caballos is horses, but it's. I'd be fine with just like a regular horse. Yeah, I don't get the steel-plated sort of riveted horse that they got going on. Yeah, I don't know. It looks it looks strange, but I will say this: is that in my in my searching around trying to find um, another example of this hat, which I didn't I didn't find. I thought maybe there would be something better, but there wasn't. I did find this shirt, which oh. actually is super cool. It's a sugar skull with the Caballos hat, and huh. I I think that's cool. <laughs> It's a cool shirt. It's not terrible. I I hate I hate it actually. I, Do you see the only the, <laughs> yeah. the problem I have with it is the fact that the hat is on there. But like if you had the skull with a different hat, I think it would be really mm. cool. I like it. Yeah, and I've seen that around the league. Have you? I've been to a lot of ma- minor league games. That's so. true. Yeah, that's true. There that's are other teams that are doing that a little bit better. Well, then maybe I'll get it from somewhere else because I think that's a cool shirt. Yeah, you should get it from somewhere else. So, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you got? All right. So, I'm going to go with the Tacoma Rainiers. And this was a tough one for me because the I love the way the tricolor situation is happening here with the visor and the, the crown broken up in the panels are all the different colors and the squatchy matches the visor. That's all wonderful. The problem I have is that there's no outline on this sugar skull uh, face paint situation here it's like uh-huh. there's i there are no there's no defining lines on the outside to really contain what's happening here and it just looks like a mess um mm-hmm. it feels half done it feels half-hearted it feels like they just ran out of time and major league baseball says if you don't get us the design by five o'clock this evening <laughs> then you can't order any you know any merch for the remainder of this year and next and they were like just <laughs> ship it hurry which just it says what happens because <laughs> i talked to one of my friends at the minor league stadium and they say that major league baseball is just like that when it comes to merch at minor league oh really parks yep wow that's just really ugly about yeah, timelines doesn't really and, surprise me yeah they, but knowing really what we know it. about major league baseball's rules with merchandising and media and everything that's just another thing to add to the list and doesn't surprise us one bit i don't feel like no nope. not even one single bit so so there you go right. i don't think it's probably not their fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah it might be a halfway done uh halfway done logo maybe next year we'll get the rest of it I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll they've see. had some time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they have. Okay. All right, what you got next? My next uh my next hat is going to be the Peoria Chiefs. Um mm-hmm. now they are kind of I feel like lazy with their Copa name as well. Yeah. Um, because it's the Peoria Chiefs and El Rio is all it is. 
so the the name first off doesn't do it for me but second like this hat like again like the color scheme is great i love the crown that teal crown with the purple purple visor looks awesome the purple eyelets and the squatchy looks great but that logo i'm having a hard i mean i guess nl rio means on the river right mm-hmm. um so it's a tugboat but it's like there's like baseball laces on the tugboat and then i think they're trying to make the smokestack into a bat and then there's a p on the front with i don't know it's it's just bat. not working for me and it doesn't feel copa yeah it, that, no it doesn't that, like that might work as a regular logo or some variation of that but i it doesn't it does not it doesn't say anything copa to me at all yeah i agree and i you know it, it i'm with you on the lazy copa name like that bugs me <clears throat> yeah. yeah yeah pick something that makes more at least say chiefs in spanish yeah jefes <laughs> or something would be yeah oh we'll get there <laughs> oh no all right so i'm gonna go <laughs> next um i'm gonna pick let's see i'm gonna do this one this is the Tri City Dust Devils, the Vinero, the Tri City, and it's like the purple is like. Let's totally be honest, the purple is awesome. I don't even hate the lime green up against the purple. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. But then this is this is some. I don't know how to describe this. It's a cartoon character dude. <laughs> With a straw like workday hat with which has a purple band around it, by the way, which is kind of a nice touch given how bad this design is. He's got a bat over his shoulder and he's dragging an enormous bundle of grapes behind him, and it is just <laughs> outsized. It's this is the Barry Bonds of grape bundles, is what this is. This has grew over the season and nobody understands why and he's doing his best to ward off whatever ogre might assault him in an effort to get the steroid induced grapes and hence the bat and that's what we have (laughs) yes you're spot on (laughs) i had every one of those thoughts brig down to the ogre trying to obtain the steroid induced grapes (laughs) <laughs> no i don't love like this is one thing with me is i don't like that shade of purple um it's kind of a strange shade of purple for like an entire hat it's a lot it's a whole lot it's a lot maybe make yeah. the visor a different color on it i don't know like make the visor match the squatchy and the eyelets i don't know but it, that's a weird he <laughs> almost looks like he belongs in the flintstones doesn't he yes or a peanuts cartoon or yeah cartoon yeah i don't like i don't like the hat for uh for Flintstones, that's it. I can see the Flintstones now. He looks like he's it's... dragging this to Barney Rubble's house. <laughs> but I, I will say this though about the Vineros is that um, the area just west of Tri Cities, because it's Tri Cities, Washington, the Dust Devils. Um, okay. They uh, the area just west of there. There's actually a lot of vineyards on the north side of the Columbia River because of the way the sun hits the hills. Yeah. So the name actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it's good. So that I'm fine with the name, but man, the hat just does not look good. It, it it almost belongs like he. I think he might go on like the children's Tylenol, the chewable, the great <laughs> yeah, chewables. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's where he, maybe that's where he belongs. <laughs> but, yeah. but that was one of mine as well. So that was my third. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we get back, we've each got two left. The Nunder Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. 
Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nonlinear Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family, to this episode of the Baseball Together Podcast. We're talking about our worst, our least favorite, ah, probably worst, Copa hats. Um, yeah. Brig had another hat on today, a Copa hat. This is one that we overlooked last week, and it is absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. You want to highlight that for us, Brig? Yeah, absolutely. This is the uh, Arkansas Travelers Copa hat. This is last year's, actually. Let me show you this year's. Um, it was such a wonderful find. That I couldn't, mm. I had to ask Brad if he wanted one. So while I was there mm-hmm. in Arkansas, um, we picked it. I, I was able to pick these up. Um, and they're great. Again, I, this is the red ones last year, the yellow ones this year. I'm a little jelly, actually, now that I see them <laughs> truly side by side. Um, but they're great. And with these, both of Brad and I agree that these would have gone on our lists last year, had we, or last week, had we known that they were available. Mm. Something happened with minor league baseball's website that didn't get published on there i brought oh, that really? to the that attention the yeah no they didn't know that so i told oh. them while i was there and they were like what <laughs> so <laughs> that was pretty cool anyway uh for those of you listening it is a they're the diamantes which is diamond in spanish and what we have here is a diamond in white and red stitching mustachioed big handlebar mustachioed diamond and it fans into this beautiful sombrero all the way around the width of the mustaches either side. It po- points down with the diamond point, and it's curved at the top right here with the top of the sombrero. And it is just ex- just exquisite. It's awesome. Even the, I love it. Even the red in the diamond look like eyes, and the mm-hmm. red uh, bottom piece looks like a goatee. And yeah. either way, I don't care how you look at it. It is just fabulous so fantastic hat very excited to get mine don't know when it's gonna be yet but i'll get it right here <laughs> i know you come and get it i know that's what i'm saying i don't i don't know when i'm gonna be able to make it out brig but anyway so i i aired before brig has three left so he's gonna lead us off and he's gonna talk about his next three hats for us today okay i am gonna go oh i have them in somewhat of an order uh, at this point okay this is the uh, Temblores Rancho oh. Cucamonga. So the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, obviously this is an ode to an earthquake. If the hat is all the way blue. I don't hate that. The eyelets match. That's fine. The squatchy's white. That's okay. It's there's They've got a T, the letter T with a crack kind of in it, like it's made of stone. And then in the upper quadrant on one side and then opposite lower quadrant we've got little like kind of like emoji lines that show that it's <laughs> trembling and shaking and then across the visor is this awkward black stitched charlie brown t-shirt zigzag <laughs> chevron looking thing uh as though there was a fissure in the earth and it's just awful <laughs> i just hate it so much just it just they were like uh how do we show an earthquake i don't know put a shaky t on there there you go a shaky t that's what we'll do 
So got a shaky that's, tea. That's funny. And so, so one thing that is funny about some of these is the, uh, like the level of cartooniness. I don't know if that's an actual word, but I'm going to say it. Sure but the is. level of cartoon to some of these is uh, actually comical. And I don't know. It, it's a little much for me. But anyway, yeah. speaking of um, cartoony and borderline comical, my next one, Brig, is going to be the Somerset Patriots, Ooh. also known as the Zoros or the Foxes. Zorro. This looks to me, I'm just going to say it looks like Br'er Fox. Yeah. This looks like a hat you would buy at Disneyland, not at a minor league baseball field. And if they're trying to appeal to, um, if they're trying to get to a younger audience and kids with this hat, then I'm sure they crushed it and nailed it. Yeah, it's working. uh, Me, I would not buy this hat because I'm not one to buy hats at Disneyland. Again. I love the colors of this, though. I was going to say the colors are outstanding. The vibe, yes. that orange, that kind of that that whatever orange color that is, and then it's like, like a, the pastel Tiffany orange. blue, yeah, yeah, and then like that Tiffany blue crown with the with the orange squatchy, and then the, the eyelets actually match the rest of the crown. Like I think that looks great, yeah. um, but man, I, I just don't like the look of that fox. Just the orange and white mischievous looking fox head. And it might be it might be because I had a bad experience with Br'er Fox at Disney World when I was a teenager. But... <laughs> that makes sense. Because yeah. I don't hate this hat, actually. Oh, see? I, I I would wear that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Don't love it. He tried to break my sunglasses. He pulled them off my face and tried to break them. What? Okay, so, I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Not I hate a good him experience. Too. No. Huh? Not a good time, Brig. <laughs> no. No, I think so. <laughs> So that's that's my next one. All right, go ahead with with your next hat. Okay, this one is the West Michigan Whitecaps, the West Michigan Calaveras. It's orange on the visor. It's blue, or excuse me, on the crown, and it's it's really allowed. It's like the blaze kind of hunter blaze orange, and then the visor itself is a, a nice baby blue. Squatchy is baby blue. And then the eyelids are this weird yellow color. And that's super uncomfortable. I don't understand that. But then the logo itself is like this ancient, like Incan or Mayan headdress, sugar skull thing on top of what I can only assume is waves with a white cap. And it just looks like this ghost guy got cut in half. And it's super awkward. It is. Um, So there... Their uh, their Copa name is Los Locos de Lansing. Oh, so it's a crazy. I don't know what exactly a crazy is. Maybe it's a crazy spirit. Okay. I don't know, but interesting. It is strange though that that logo is quite odd. Yeah, so I don't like it. I will absolutely agree with you on that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> um, okay, for my last one, my last one here. Uh, this is the absolute worst one out of my my bunch i'm gonna tell you that right now um Good. i'm gonna go with the brooklyn cyclones or the high a affiliate of the mets they're called the hefes i don't know what's going on there <laughs> um it looks like so it has kind of like a like a gold crown like a goldish tan or sorry visor with a navy blue crown same colored uh gold tan eyelets and it looks like the squatchy might be the same because this picture is not very good i'll be honest with you but right. then 
the logo looks like it looks like it's the Brooklyn Bridge on a crown. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe I don't know, like the logo is it's fine out of this context. If you're gonna yeah. give me the Hefe's, if you're gonna give me the Hefe's, give me Hefe. I want Hefe. Who's Hefe? Put Hefe on the hat. Yeah. That give me that, not whatever this is, because this just feels like it doesn't feel like I don't know. It doesn't feel like Copa. It feels more like There's a tribute no to the city, right? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Huh. It's I didn't love it. Um, maybe outside of like I said, maybe out of the context it might be better but man I, it's a great name with a not fitting logo and that's my yeah. issue with it and because the colors logo cool. yeah you're right against the name i like that vegas gold i always love that vegas gold yeah 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 you're right that's what that is yeah it's awesome but i don't know it's confusing huh. Quite yeah i agree confusing. again it just feels a little halfway done yeah yeah it does all right, um, what you got for your last one, Brig? Okay, my last one is the Midland Rockhounds, which is a terrific ball club, a really great facility, by the way. If you're in Midland, Texas, the Midland Odessa area, it's a really great stopover. Uh, but their Copa hat makes me giggle. They <laughs> we've got it up here. They are calling themselves uh, under this hat the Mata Moscas. Did I get that right? The Mata Moscas de Medessa. And it's it's a fly swatter, is what it is. It is. This was <laughs> this was one of my uh one of my favorite ones. I can't stand it, dude. I love the color combo. So the, the visor itself is lime green, so is the squatchy. The crown is all six panels are divided up. The back four are a pale baby blue, the front two are white, and then we have this very awkward bent as though in flight um <laughs> some force behind that fly swatter break it's some serious force <laughs> somebody is going to get that bug and uh looks like they may have because the eyes on the fly swatter are like are like uh oozing or whatever <laughs> like, uh-huh. look like dead flies for eyes is what it, but it's very happy <laughs> it might be they're very happy about this 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 uh, fly swatter is very happy, and so there's streaks of baby blue and like uh, comic book like pow, you know, designs under it anyway. And it's, I think the Matamosca, which is which means fly swatter, yeah. Um, I think it it looks like a Marvel villain, like from straight from the comic book. Like um, <laughs> I can't think of who it would be off the top of my head, but like somebody like the Brain, I don't know. But right, no, right. I love this hat. I think it's fantastic. The colors are awesome. The fly swatter is super funny. And it's funny. <laughs> and it out of all funny. the names, out of all the names you chose, you're like, let's be the Matamoscas. Very niche to the yeah. area. We happen to have a lot of flies in yeah. this area. So we're going to go with Matamoscas. And everybody we know is going to absolutely love it. It's going to be fantastic. And they probably do love it. They probably do. I just think that the. <laughs> The logo, like I said, the colors are great. The logo itself is just, I don't know, it was maybe a little too tongue-in-cheek for me maybe, this time. Yeah. But some of the other ones I love for that same reason. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know what I mean. Well, that's the thing, too, is like I don't I didn't like the Vineros and I didn't like the Zoros because they yeah. were too cartoony. But this one I like I love, and I don't know. 
and it's super cartoony. It's a double standard, I understand, but at the yeah. same time. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Let us know what you think, it. though, baseball family. Uh, hop on the YouTubes and leave us a comment on the videos uh, that we post because we do post every segment individually. So if you want to watch the podcast broken up, that's a fine way to do it as well. We will not be offended if you choose to do that. Uh, leave us a comment if you would like in any video or jump in the mailbag. As I said earlier, there's a link to the mailbag in every episode and also every clip an episode on YouTube as well down in the description. Uh, so you can send us uh, something in the mailbag there or on baseballtogether.com. Brig, tell us about the shop. Don't forget you can jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. 9plusus.com. I'm not selling you a used car, even though that's the voice I'm using right now. What we have for you, one time only, every time you go, is baseball paraphernalia. We got t-shirts, we got hats, we got all kinds of stuff on there just for you and your friends and family. We even have onesies, which are very exciting for that new bundle of baseball fan coming into your life. So jump on the shop and get yourself something nice. Perfect. Thank you very much, Brig. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and whatever podcast app you choose to listen on. And baseball family, thank you for joining us. We will catch you next week. Thank you.